Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Hi, my name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the auto detailing industry. This is the community pub, and this is one that I have been waiting for, and I am excited because, uh, you know, Rob and I have a little history. Rob and I have uh, had some drinking together every once in a while. We've had some cold beers, and we've had some community. So Sonax has been a big part of uh, our growth and uh, what we try and uh, encourage for the industry. So excited to have you on, Rob. Thanks for your time. You can find me at Total Auto Solutions on most platforms. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. If you uh, want to get a touch and direct, shoot me a text, 918-800-1188. Rob, uh, social, the best way to get uh, on with social is Sonax USA. Uh, but if you want to get in touch with Rob directly, shoot him an email, rob at sonaxusa.com. Tonight, I'm drinking Boulevard Brewing Company's Space Camper. Uh, this is uh, their version of uh, their IPA, but it, uh, you know, it's the one I like. That's the citrusy, and it's got some nice, nice flavor to it. But it's not, uh, it's not overly bitter. So I'm, I'm a fan of it. Rob, uh, what are you drinking tonight? You know what I had? I got a little Corona something. I don't know what it is, but it was in the refrigerator, so I grabbed it and poured it in my favorite pint. Yeah, I love that glass, man. That's a good looking glass Cheers. you got right there. Community. Cheers. All right, so Rob. Um, you know, our story first started and those that uh, followed the journey of the Pines of Polishing podcast will, will remember the story. I was looking for the Flex FFE, XFE at SEMA when they were releasing it and uh, walking around trying to find it. And the first booth, I just said, the first booth I stop at, I want to put my hands on it and see about it. I was so excited about the XFE because... I loved the 3401. And while a lot of people at that time were, at least locally, had moved so heavy over to Rupes, I just didn't think Rupes had the speed. And I kept bogging down my, you know, around corners, around edges. And, and I just really loved the power that the 3401 gave me. However, I didn't find, I know there's some that do, I didn't find that I could finish too well, which is why they nicknamed well, the XFE became the finisher. And uh, so the first booth that I found, I grabbed and this guy was going to town telling me about it, but mostly showing me his product. And I was looking at it like, what? That, that did, I, wow, that was really, okay, hold on. And I said, can I, I need to see that real quick. And you put a little bit more product on. I went to started, you know, going after that hood and it's like, wait, where am I? Like, what is this? Because I didn't have dust going all over the place. And I, I didn't have a bunch of gunk all over the paint. I didn't have a bunch of product in my pad. You know, all the stuff that I was used to experiencing problems with, suddenly I wasn't doing it and the paint was coming out great. Just so happened to be sitting at the Sonax booth and you were the guy handing me the polisher. <laughs> so uh, it's been a fun journey. Uh, we... Uh, We've had some times where you came, uh, very thankful for you coming down to the uh, uh, the different, well, it's we didn't do many podcasting. I think I did one with Jason when he was here, uh, 
but it was our trainings that we did for the detailers of Oklahoma. And uh, you came and then Jason came at one time and uh, filled out the room, gave away free training, telling people about your products and how they could, you know, perform their services better. So uh, very thankful for that. I know I, I'm thankful for that probably way more than you're thankful for the late night text of uh, when I'd be out drinking and I'd find a new old fashioned or find a, you know, a, a new drink that uh, we both like that. I'd send you a late drunk text. Yeah. <laughs> why is this guy, why is this guy sending me drink pictures? At least uh, they weren't dick pictures, Rob, you know, I mean, at least you didn't have that. So. Well, trust me when I get those, I, uh, I, I always brings a smile to my face and I usually nudge my wife and I say, Look at Marty's new new spot. So, <laughs> to to clarify, when you get beer pictures or the deck pictures, we <laughs> <laughs> <Any> need clarification. <laughs> That's a Thank valid, you, Alex. Thank you. Bob <laughs> can definitely attest they were drink pictures. <laughs> they were drink pictures. Yeah. If they were the other, I might have uh, deleted his his uh, contact info in my in my phone. Hey, I, you know, I I did delete him. I don't know how he found me again. Luckily, he doesn't send them to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that, that's uh marty that is uh you are exactly right i still remember the day you stopped by our booth at sema and i remember you were standing 10 feet back and then i looked over again about a half hour later and you were maybe eight feet back and i looked over another half hour and you were five feet back and finally you got up close enough where i could ask you if we could you know help in any way and you're like what is that shit <laughs> So yeah, no, I remember that day fondly, and and uh, certainly have appreciated uh, you and your support. And, and uh, over the years, it's uh, it it seems like it's only just been yesterday, but it's been several years now. It has. It's been several years. Uh, speaking of SEMA, I mean, what's the what's the thoughts? Are we going to have a SEMA this year? You think or? I I think uh, I think we're going to have one. We are certainly planning on being there and attending. Um, Myself, I think it's going to be a gangbuster of uh, of Americans. Is what I think it's going to be. A gangbuster of America. Oh, so no internationals coming in at all. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of international travel, but we'll be fine with uh, a whole bunch of folks from the U.S. of A. Yeah, definitely. Uh, mobile tech thoughts on mobile tech? Not sure on that one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Mobile Tech Vegas is coming up around the corner. Uh, definitely some thoughts and concerns of who's going or who's not. So uh, are you guys doing the SDC? Uh, we will be uh, in the booth with, uh, with AutoGeek and okay. uh, probably floating around to a couple different, uh, we'll be in flex booth and, and uh, but we are not going to have a booth, um, a physical booth. All right. Well, Let's dive into Sonax, all right? Who is who is Sonax? Who's Sonax USA? How does that all get together? Yep. No, Sonax uh, is, believe it or not, it's one of the largest uh, uh, car appearance companies in the world. Uh, it is a, let's see, what is it? A 71-year-old, soon to be 72-year-old, company based uh, just about an hour north of Munich, Germany. Uh, they, in today's world, they, they enjoy about 70% of the European market uh, in car care. Wow. Um, 
So they are um, a family-owned company uh, currently on fourth generation with the fifth generation just now uh, prepping to come in. Those, those, uh, that part of the family are all finishing school and, and uh, getting ready to come in for fifth generation. Um, but yeah, a uh, long established, we're in 106 countries around the world. Um, you know, uh, in Germany, they have over 500 employees. And I think one of the coolest things for us, for what we are going to talk about uh, tonight is, is the fact that they've got 30 chemists on staff. Most, uh, you know, most companies that are out there are lucky to have one or two, maybe three. We've got 30, uh, 30 Germans running around with white lab coats on, which uh, pretty, uh, pretty sharp folks over there. Uh, they, they create everything. They manufacture everything. So everything from start to finish, in some cases, uh, they even blow bottles. So uh, everything is done in-house from start to finish. So you say most have one to two. I, I would say there's dramatically a massive amount of companies that don't have one and I, when I, i'm going to even say large very large american companies don't have chemists inside their their operations correct and and yeah i'm not going to say most but there are a large a large chunk that don't even make their own stuff so sure yeah yeah and that's so, that's my point i mean and there's plenty of other companies that have all those chemists Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let them create. And, and uh, you know, so the cool thing about us is we can go to our, you know, our salespeople and our chemists and we can talk to our chemist and we can lead, we can talk to the lead guy and say, we want something that does this, but we need it to do this on the backside. We need it to do this on the front side. So uh, in particular, one product that, um, and we'll talk about more about that, but we came to our chemist and, and our and the lead guy came over for SEMA and we did some some touring afterwards and we needed a a compound that cut a little more but we also needed it to finish up. Apologies, the cat had muted. <laughs> That's all right. So Ultimate Cut, which has been out uh, oh about a year and a half now, I guess, uh, but that was the product three or four years later, it didn't happen overnight. We pushed and pushed and pushed and they would send us samples and samples and samples. And we would say, we like this one. We don't like this one. Can you make the two, blend the two together? And, and that's what we're looking for. So literally it was a three year process in, in getting that product uh, here in the US. So, and that has, uh, it's been a really, really good one for us. So when, when, Sonax, explain Sonax USA. Like, so when when Sonax USA came here, who's Sonax USA? So many years ago, and this was, um, I guess, from the start, 1950, they decided to uh, not have salespeople all over the world. They decided to have partners uh, in each country. So um, they they're in 106 countries. Uh, 105 of them have have partners. Of course, in Germany, they handle Germany themselves, but 105 countries all has, has partners that handle that country. In some cases, like Japan, they have four partners. Uh, all of them have different categories that they're responsible for. But here in the U.S., it's uh, Sonax U.S., and uh, we were fortunate enough uh, in 2009 to, to be awarded that, um, 
distinction. And it's been uh, it's been a really fun ride from uh, from a growth standpoint. We started out with six products, and now we have over 100. Yeah, so, so I remember some of those early. Yeah, it was. Uh, how do we get more products in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they make over 500 liquids in, in Germany, and of course in Europe, you know, their their catalogs much thicker than ours. Uh, but we uh, we bring them in as as the uh, as the uh, customer calls for them, uh, or in some cases we you know we try to develop something that we think there's a market for as well too. So it's um, it's been a fun ride. It's it seems like only yesterday, but I mean it's it's ten plus years now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so one of the cool things for, uh, for us here in Oklahoma is you, you have actually now a little tie to the state of Oklahoma, mostly through your finances, I think. Uh, but, uh, your, your son, who is also on the, the team now graduated from Oklahoma state. That's correct. No, not the one that's on the team. Uh, my, oh, young, my oh oldest, I thought it was. Nope. My oldest son, um, graduated from a school in Alabama and, and my youngest son just graduated from up on the states and uh, getting ready to move to Kansas City. So, nope, it's not uh, it's not the cowboy. But uh, yeah, I think that was our instant connection. I asked you at SEMA, you know, where you were from. You said Tulsa, and I said my son's getting ready to go to Oklahoma State. I think uh, that kind of uh, started to create the bond. So fun. Well, and fun time. Uh, you were driving down to uh, to see your son or drop him off at school or something, and I. I had placed an order. So instead of shipping it, you drove it straight on through and dropped it off straight to my door. Uh, the funny part is, is you found me asleep in my truck because I had about 30 minutes. To, it was a crazy day. And I was like, fuck it, I'm taking a nap. Like, yeah. I, I'm all about a little uh, little siesta in the afternoon if I can squeeze yeah. one in, no doubt. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't blame you a bit. I wanted to do the same thing, to be honest. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, I want to get into your technology, but before we do, let's hop around the room and uh, let's see what everybody's drinking tonight. Alex, I'm sure you're on water still. Is that the atypical tonight? Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're on that agua. Yeah, I'm actually, lately I've been on this um, V8 Splash Cherry and Pomegranate. It's pretty good. All right, all right. Uh, do you have, what other fruity stuff do you get into? I'll get into those, uh, you can get it like the juices, just the straight juice, uh, Bohema something farms or something and you no, I haven't, seen, I haven't yeah, tried I just, that you haven't got those I, I'll get those yeah, yeah. I, I like a lot of fresh juice and stuff yeah yeah absolutely yeah what do you like about v8 I, I just I just started drinking it oh and it's it's delicious so I picked up four gallons yesterday when I went shopping nice. four <laughs> <Yeah>. gallons <laughs> I was on sale might as well might as well Brandon, are you on old trusty tonight or did you venture out? I ventured out. Uh, my neighbor's son owns Lock City Brewery. And every once in a while, he brings me this OJ on parole. Mm. It's not showing up. but And what is it? Uh, it's a good IPA. Citrusy IPA, I guess. Orange on patrol. It, it, yeah, it tastes citrusy. But on the back, it says no citrus fruits harmed in the making of this beer. <laughs> you, said, you said oj on parole i thought oj simpson <laughs> oh that's, yeah that's, that's what oh, it is if it, i wish nice. i wish the picture would show up because it's a white bronco driving into oh, is that? Put, it in, put it in front of you put it in front of your face that's it shows up then 
Yeah. Do you see the white Bronco driving off in the sunset? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, all right, Cody, what are you up to tonight? Oh, just got finished coating up a, a Cor 2018 Grand Sport Corvette, but uh, hopped on the podcast here. I'm drinking a Voodoo Ranger Classic IPA. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Good for sure. One of my favorites. Yeah, uh, it's an easy go-to. You can get it at Quick Trip. You can get it at grocery stores, gas stations, wherever, yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with it. No, good call, man, good call. Chase, I saw you pouring a beer. What are you drinking? Uh, yeah, I got some uh, Rogue Dead Guy Ale, my absolute favorite amber ale. So, Is that what you normally tasty. go with, an amber? Uh, yeah, just kind of been stuck on it ever shit for the last nine years that's kind of like my go-to i'm not a not a huge ipa guy i'll drink a budweiser because i'm from st louis originally so gotta rep uh rep the bud every now and then but well, yeah I'd amber really, ales are kind of my thing i'd rather go with that boulevard you know hey bull i'm actually i'll be in kansas city next week doing uh uh paint correction ceramic coating yeah i know traveling not, next week it's not st louis but it's up there a little bit it's up there at least. Hey, yeah, that'll be a good time. Yeah, there's there's craft breweries in St. Louis. Yeah, there's a few. I just, uh, ironically enough, I've never been to a brewery since I turned 21. All right, we got to work on that because you're here in Tulsa, right? Yeah, yeah, All I'm right. in Tulsa. So, all right, we got to work yeah. on that because if you like Budweiser, you can find. I mean, you can find a Pilsner. Uh, there's plenty of local breweries that have a Pilsner that. It, it's going to be a lot smoother and you'll like it for if you're a Budweiser, if you're a lager fan. Yeah. Pilsner. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I'll, I definitely, I, I'd like to go see uh, the coop. Um, the, what is it? They got that coop uh, Amber Ale. Then it was a native brothers. Yeah. I haven't been to native native brothers. Coop is down in Oklahoma city, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a couple up here in Tulsa. Yeah. yeah. What? Make we'll have to, uh, yeah, we'll have to meet up and grab a beer sometime. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd right. be awesome. For sure. Brandon, uh, from Tim's, what, uh, what are you sipping on tonight? Uh, Yingling. Yingling. Yeah. Some kind of special, uh, support the veterans can. All right. I guess. Yep. US. What was that? I think it's the oldest brewery in the U.S. That's what they say. Yeah. Can't go wrong with the Yingling. No, I, sun's out, gun's out, must apparently. <laughs> well, it was like 95 today, so it was hot. <laughs> yeah, it did get a little humid today, too, here. Uh, was it humid there? It's always humid here. It's, it, once it hits April, May, like it's humid till about the end of October. So, All right. Is yeah. Aaron with us? I, I got a... I got a name, but I don't see any image. All right, I'm going to pass. On yeah, I'm here. Beer. Oh, you're there. All right, Aaron, you drink anything tonight? Water. Ha. All right. That's it. It's all good, man. All good. Glad to have oh, you. Yeah. Thanks Thanks for hopping on. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So, Rob, uh, you mentioned a, a specific location that you guys are from in Germany. And uh, from my remembrance, uh, you had a really great uh, – 
uh, I guess he was your national sales guy, right? Jason, Jason, Jason Whitley, White. uh, yeah. Whitley or Whitley? I always said White. Whitley, Whitley, Whitley. Uh, yeah. Jason Whitley. And he mentioned a little fact that, you know, I'd like some confirmation on or denial if you care uh -oh. to choose, whichever. <laughs> Don't worry. It has nothing to do about that skirt that you were in. Don't worry. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah. No. Uh, has everything to be about the German people that you were with. No, I had nothing to do with that either. All right. Uh, no, we we're just curious. Um, so what is it about where you guys are at in Germany that makes it so unique uh, to get the abrasives that you guys use, right? Because it's not just about your chemist. It's not just about the products. Like I think I kind of geek out. I think it's really interesting of where the plant, where everything is located because there's something that's specific to that area that nobody else can get. You are exactly right. Yeah, no, they, the area that um, our plant or our company is based out of is called Neuburg, Germany, which is an hour straight north of, um, of, of Munich. And uh, the uniqueness of, of where that is, is there's a siliceous earth that is only mined in that part of the country in that, let's just say, in the U.S., that county or a group of counties there. So what uh, the forefathers of our company did, they went out and they they found out where all these mines were and uh, started buying up, you know, property to be able to to mine that uh, siliceous earth that uh, was started in 1950. That they it was the key ingredient to metal polish. Uh, so it is an abrasive that is used in nearly every polish in the world. Um, and when you, it, when you see it, uh, you see these huge semis with open containers in the back and piles of, of white powder. I mean, it is a very fine white powder and you, and you look around and you're like, now what do they do here? <laughs> so yeah, it is very unique to that area. Um, and, and <laughs> do you think they were doing something else there, Rob? Well, it, it's taken me about four <laughs> trips over there to finally be convinced that they're actually using it for the polish. So, <laughs> not not a little white girl Molly, huh? Not yeah, yeah. No, if you uh, if you go to SEMA and you meet the owner of our company, you would know that he is absolutely has nothing to do with uh, what I was thinking originally. He is uh, he's the kindest, most honest guy you'd ever want to meet. So everybody that does that is not kind. That is not. <laughs> So that, that means that means you all of you right over there i i know i've, I've been out with brandon no i haven't but only if you're peddling it yeah there you go there you go <laughs> all right so uh they have the they have the i guess the rights they have the the only or is it specifically only that sonax gets to use it or as far as i know they're the only company that mines it uh, anywhere in the world. So um, Hoffman Mineral, the family name is Hoffman and uh, Hoffman Mineral was founded in 1903. Um, so it was used actually for fillers and things like that up until after the war. And uh, they, uh, the current owner's grandfather said, you know, we, we really need to find another use for this. And after you know, several years of testing, they realized that it was a key ingredient to a metal polish. So the very first product they had um, for the first few years of existence was just a little tube of metal polish. Um, so in 1950, that's when Sonex was established. Uh, the parent company was established in 1903. So over a hundred year old company 
uh, like I said, soon to be fifth generation family owned business. Hmm. All right. So not only is the abrasive unique to your part of the world, but you guys also do your carrier a little different, right? You, you, when you, when you go to apply the product, you don't get a harsh smell. You don't get a lot of dust. You don't get a lot of things. You don't get a, uh, a real gritty feel to it. Um, you know, there was compounds for many years that you would open it up and they would almost smell like kerosene. Right. Uh, Paul's hopping on Paul. You, you remember those? Like you, you would get oh, them yeah. not only they were super gritty, but I mean, you could smell, you would almost swear that yes. there was kerosene inside of the mixture. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember back when like since started getting introduced into all that different stuff where everybody thought that was the biggest thing because it was, it was kind of quite nasty. You wonder what you brought into your body. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but it, especially with the no dusty, right? So we're, we're solventless, which helps with the dust, right? So your, your carrier system is different. Why did you guys choose water-based instead of solvent-based? Uh, truly, the, the, uh, the extent of how long you can work with the product, um, you know, the solvent-based products are what causes it to dust, what causes um, when you hit black trim to, you know, have to work two weeks to get that off. Water-based, no fillers, a diminishing abrasive uh, truly allows you to, uh, when I tell people, I say, you don't even need to tape uh, unless you're just very concerned about edges and things like that. But hitting other parts of the car, uh, truly, they just wipe right off. Um, you know, that right. is one so of the true points. Let me break you into it real quick. Let me go around the room and just ask real quick, because I would think this would be interesting, is to see who still or who does, who tapes cars. Because I've seen trainers and they're, you know, they're these massive big trainers that, you know, da, da, da. And they're spending all this time taping off the car. And it's like, why would you be wasting so much time? So I'm going to go around with a harsh question. <laughs> Who wastes their time by taping off cars? Brandon from Shawshank. I do, depending yeah. on the car. Uh, if it's a really high-end car, yeah, I do. Non-high-end car? Uh, it depends because there's like Porsche trim. Um, sometimes it just seems to really like to hold on to anything that hits it. So I usually tape off that where, you know, some other cars, the plastic, just as you mentioned, using Sonax products or other products similar, um, they wipe right off. But there's certain brands that doesn't, that doesn't seem to work like that. Cool. So what brands? And let's work through that. Uh, like I said, Porsche, I do a lot of Porsches because I do work for a dealership and I see their, a lot of their trim isn't just plastic. It's almost like rubbery plastic and things really grab onto that. And it's hard to get it off. Rob, thoughts? You a Porsche expert? We need Porsche Paul. Where's Porsche Paul? <laughs> well, I will tell you that, um, and I haven't confirmed this in the last probably three or four years, but at one at one time, we were the only brand in the world that was approved uh, by all German auto manufacturers. Uh, and in some cases, uh, I don't know how many of you are familiar with. Did Perfect you do potty? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Perfect finish was developed specifically for Mercedes Benz. Um, we've got some products that were made specifically for Audi, um, but
but uh, I, I certainly understand what you're saying about uh, Porsche trim that it is unique, uh, but being water-based, uh, personally, I have never had any issues with, uh, you know, having, having trouble removing anything on, on a Porsche trim. Uh, Brandon, what are you using now? I actually, I do use Sonax. Um, I use surfaces, uh, compounds, because you don't have to wipe in between. So that kind of speeds up my time. And I do, I really like some CarPro compounds too. Uh, what do you mean you don't have to wipe in between? Uh, they developed the Surfaces product where I can put the compound on, on my compound pad, cut, and then before I wipe, I take my polishing pad, I could use my polish, and then I can use my finishing polish, and I don't have to wipe till the end. Oh, okay. You're, le you're leaving the product on the paint. Yeah, because they're developed to work with each other, so you could just keep going and going and going. So I would imagine we'll come back to that later. I would imagine that would have some type of diminishing abrasive in it, which we will go into later. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Probably do the same thing with Sonax. They just, when they trained me on it, they said you could do it and I've never heard it before. So. Yeah, no, I, that is unique. It very is unique. I, that's very actually counter to a lot of detailing, right? I mean, when, it, I, I mean, I would literally ask that question. When has somebody heard a company tell you to do that? I've never heard a company that would ever come out from the front to say use and don't ever wipe the product off. So that's, that's, that's very unique. And I'm not saying they're wrong. Don't misunderstand my comment whatsoever. I'm not saying that at all. Oh, I'm, I'm, saying, so offended. Yeah. Right. Like I'm yeah. just saying that's super unique because nobody's ever, nobody's ever come out to say that. So yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I have asked when we've been over in Germany before I have asked that question. Um, and the answer is yes but we would never we would never tell people to do that for two reasons when you come back with the polish you're going to minimize a little bit of that initial uh, diminishing abrasive you're going to minimize a little bit of that because you're mixing it with with the polish um you know so if you're if you're cutting it on the front and you come back with the polish that initial cut on the diminishing abrasive on the polish is going to be minimized a little bit but i have asked that question and they said Yes, you can do it. Uh, do we want to tell people? No. All right. Question. Well, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw the, the comments. Um, so when I use uh, Sonex Perfect Finish, not so much with the Ultimate Cut, I do notice a little bit of uh, dusting. Does anybody else here experience a little bit of dusting or is it really just me? I'm using on a foam pad. Uh, yeah, I don't ever get any dust. I, I've seen some where the pad starts coming off, right? And you're breaking into the pad, but, you know, go around the room if anybody else has. Yeah, yeah I'd like to know around the room if anybody. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, Shawshank, or Brandon, anybody use perfect? I guess just raise your hand if you use perfect finish. Yeah. All right, Shawshank. Yeah, I use it a lot. It works great on really soft paint. Uh, to one of my go-tos for really soft paint. Um the only time I've ever seen a dusting is if I'm using, I do a lot of work outside. If I'm out in the sun, maybe if I'm trying to do too big of a surface area in the sun, but that's about it. All right, anybody else use perfect finish? I use perfect finish. And I, I've never had any issues with it unless you see somebody use a pad that's been used several times. Kind of what you said, Marty. 
I mean, like a pad that's been used over and over again. Well, I mean, but other than that, I mean, you jerk out a brand new pad, and I don't have any issues. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, perfect, perfect finish is thicker uh, than our other polishes and compounds. So make sure that you shake it up really well because uh, it is thicker. And I don't know if you notice when you squeeze it out of a bottle, it, it is thicker and a little bit harder to squeeze out. But uh, yeah, the only time that I've ever had anybody uh, complain about that is that they're using a pad that they've used prior to. So I, I, I just wash all the pads. I soak them in O&R and then I wash them by hand and then just spin them out to, to dry them. That's everything until they, they start like breaking apart, really. Is that not what you recommend? You recommend a new pad every time? No, no, no. You can, you can certainly clean them and, and, uh, and reuse them as long as, uh, uh, as lo you know, as long as the structure of the pad continues to hold up, you know, that's the important thing. So yeah, Aaron, yeah, Aaron, let me, let me ask, cause I'm curious about the, the, the way you asked the question that you are maintaining your pads. So are you seeing the dusting all the time? Are you seeing it certain times? When I are did you it. I've used Sonex once. I just got it the, the order in pretty much. So I used it once um and uh we kind of like defied the loss of you know what the customer wanted so we got out a lot of the scratches uh deeper scratches. this this customer it's a 1967 mustang every single thing is rebuilt on it the whole repainted everything and so the guy that sanded it literally just took a sanding block and i, I don't even think it was wet sanded or anything and just literally went to town so we got there and there was sanding marks everywhere and I don't know how to wet sand because, you know, we, we just started dabbling in paint correction a few months back. And so I was like, well, I can I can do this with uh, with, you know, compound and, and polish. And I did a test spot looked absolutely gorgeous just from the test spot. You know, of course, the deeper scratches are staying. But um, so we used ultimate cut and really cut as much as we could. There's five la layers of clear coat on it, by the way. It was like over 600 and 700 microns. It was crazy. And um and so we did ultimate cut and then I used perfect finish. And so, yeah, I mean, every panel seemed to dust a little bit uh, and, you know, it's not much of a hassle, but I was just curious if that was supposed to happen or, you know, if it's really made not to dust. Okay. So let me ask about the dust part. Uh, that's what I was saying. Did, do you remember, did it happen the whole time? Yeah. Or, or yeah, just when time. you started it? So every, every part, every panel around the car, and it was the same pad all the time, or there was ever a different pad? Uh, no, I used the same pad on the whole car. All right, same pad. Yeah. What pad? Uh, a finishing pad from O'Burke, Red, Red O'Burke. I've heard good one. things about that pad. So Yeah, and actually, we, we started using a, uh, a microfiber from O'Burke. We just liked the two together. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing completely spun out on us and ripped off from the backing plate. It was crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, no hard okay. feelings still. And so when you're saying dust, I mean, are we talking? Like little, little white specks everywhere. And when we're doing a door, they were on all the windows. Um, okay, okay. So that might not be dust. That might be too much product that's getting flung out all over. Okay, Wait. so too yeah. much product. That makes sense, to be honest. Yeah, one of the things about, about the Sonax brand being that it's water-based and throw out literally everything that you think you need to do um, when it comes to 
how much product you, you put. So once you have your pad prepped, and what I mean by that is just a thin layer all over your pad just to keep it wet, that's all you need to put on there. And that will do a quarter of a hood to a half a hood. Wow. Okay, so I was definitely putting too much on. I mean, I put around that much on, but I think I was doing maybe like a third of a half of a hood. So like really a sixth almost. And then or, another, and then applying more product and then more product and more product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And with perfect finish, I would say perfect finish stretches even further than a lot of others. And and I don't, I really don't want to go into perfect finish right now because we're Rob and Sonex is coming on next week to talk about polishes. So I appreciate the question, Aaron, but I want to dive back. I was going to start chasing a rabbit trail on perfect finish. I was like, hold on. I want to pause it because I was like, Rob, we're, we're going to talk about compounds on this one. So it's a great question. You. Yeah. <laughs> you caught yourself. I did. I did. Great question though, Aaron. Um, yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting the compounding. Go right ahead. No, 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 nope. no, no, no. I was just sure. saying because I was about to chase a rabbit and I was like, nope, I got to pause <laughs> myself. So uh, great question. But I think that we, I think I bet you your issue was too much product. Um, yeah. When, when we think dusting, all right, dusting is, it's not just little white specks on the, on the glass. I mean, it's, it's all over the molding. It's, I mean, you're seeing not just little specks. I mean, it's flying around the air. You, you, you cover up the whole rest of the car when you go look like you go over the, the hood and you start going down the side panels and you'd wiped off the hood and you look back at the hood and you go, fuck, like, damn. Marty. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, when you're talking dusting, um, it's how many things you have to clean after the fact, how much dust you're leaving all over everything. So always think in mind of when it's dust, think of regular dust. Real dusting, when you're doing a compound, what kind of doesn't matter what kind of product you're using, a dry, what I call a dry compound, literally dusts everything. So if I have to use something like that, I literally have to take it outside and then re-rinse it off. So dust means literally like dust. It'll go everywhere. Speckles, I, I agree. I think that it, it was too much product. I've had this happen way too many times. M105. Does it every yep. time. Yep. That's, that's, that's one that uh, we actually, Rob, when Jason came into town and we went and made cold calls and walked around to body shops, right? I mean, body shops are notorious for 105. It's it just that McGuire's did a great job of getting in with the paint companies and, you know, paint companies that sell paint supplies, then, you know, it, it gives them points to the body shop to sell them McGuire's 105, right? So it's a, it's a hard competition to go in. <laughs> because you're fighting that from the start. But once people could see that they didn't have to, what John just said, did not have to wash the car again. So let me ask that question, right? Who has compounded a car and then had to rewash it? Brandon from Tim smiled. Yep. I'm pretty sure that meant that he's had to do it. Uh, what's that like? That sucks. <laughs> Because then you, you fight and trying to get off all that dust and, and compound us everywhere and trying to get in the cracks and crevices and you know, under the windshield wipers and just, it gets everywhere. It sucks. And what kind of risk do you run on scratch? I mean, of course, you always would then use a fresh, never before used wash mitt, right? You know, you would. Every, every time. You're, 
Yeah, every time. And of course, you would always <laughs> use a fresh towel and a fresh chamois or, you know, drying <clears throat> towel, right? I mean, but you do you run that risk of re-scratching the car? Uh, I guess every time you touch the car, you're running a risk of scratching it. So yeah. I think you do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Who else? Who else is uh, Brandon from Shawshank? I think I saw Green Clear, right? I'll get, I'll, I'll get back to you, Shawshank, but – I'm 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 pretty sure uh, our uh, Austin boy down there is is has had to rewash cars too. Is is that uh, is that increase that solar panel usage or you know is your battery able to go ahead and operate even though you have to rewash or has that become a major deal? Dude, 3M is some bullshit. <laughs> I can't tell you how many boats I've had to you know like I mean their super rubbing compound is awesome, but. Yeah, just pressure washing everything clean to start all over to work finer. I do have a, I do have a question on um, uh, perfect finish. The no, no perfect finish. Oh. That's next week. Next week. Okay. Next week. Okay. I, I already slapped Aaron's hand. You got your slap too. You can't <laughs> can't do it. Can't One do day it. we'll learn. Yeah, next yeah, week. The, the whole Sonax line has made everything so much easier. Like I did a, what did I, a 71 Stingray today. It was black. And I did everything from cut max down to, uh, I guess, the replacement for perfect finish. And there was no dust except for uh, on the roof at like two in the afternoon. But that's what I get for working in the sun. Under yeah. the sun. Uh, how is how are you finding that is different from Florida to Texas? The people are nicer. I, I was being in Florida. The, <laughs> no. This is the South all about. <laughs> as far as like uh, everyone has a new car in Texas, it's uh, I would say probably eighty percent have thirty day tags. It's uh, different. Wow. We're, we're right down the street from the Tesla plant, so I have to travel pretty far. Cause I don't um, want to hear about that. We lost Austin. It, it was supposed, we, were, we were in the running, Tulsa and Austin, to get that plant. And I didn't think we would get it, but I was like, man, we got a shot at least. There's so much mud everywhere on the highways. It's disgusting <laughs> because of the Tesla trucks. And it's, it's massive. I drove by it the other day. It's... Uh, it's like a little city over there. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the compound reacting, you know, besides the people being nicer, have you found any differences between the compound uh, through Florida to Texas? Not really. It's still humid here. Um, okay. Thank it's, you. Because really Right. Because <laughs> I've been to Florida and everybody complains about the humidity. And I'm like, listen, the Midwest doesn't get any easier. I mean, it's fucking yeah. humid here. <laughs> I grew up in Charlotte and all like all my friends in Tennessee are like, Oh, you haven't experienced humid until you've been in Tennessee. And I'm like, well, I was in the armpit of Florida for 10 years. And moving here, I was like, Oh, you don't know heat. You're, you're a Florida boy. Welcome to Texas. Yeah. I've been all over the country and I'll tell you, there's nothing like St. Louis in August. <laughs> well, Houston <laughs> in August ain't easy either. Yeah. I can attest to St. Louis oh, in August. Yeah. It, it is it brutal. Is you walk outside and you're sweating, covered, like showers. Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. Yeah. Thanks for changing the yet. sheets. I remember that from Florida. Walking out, and before you get in the car, you feel like you took a shower. Yeah. You know, so compounds aren't reacting any different. So, uh, no worries. I, I thought it'd be, you know, I, I think that's that's an interesting thing to always question, you know, on different parts of the state, where do uh, where do products work different? So you're seeing zero, zero difference. Well, I work outside. So, like, I work in small panels and super fast anyway. So, I hey, Mark, let me tell you a, a kind of a cool thing that Sonic started doing about three years ago is they created world labels. So, literally, we, we've got you know, every language in the world. So that is the same product is used in the Middle East uh, and, it's, and it's used in Iceland. So one of the uh, kind of the cool things about engineering is it doesn't matter if it's 125 degrees or minus 25 degrees, uh, the product works exactly the same. That is that is unique. That is unique. All right, I want to dive back into diminishing abrasives because that's sort of what Brandon was talking about. Um, Brandon, I, I don't do it on compound to polish when I'm using Cutmax to uh, EX0406, but if, if I need to do a couple steps of polishing, I'll definitely use a couple pads and go over and I won't re-wipe. Uh, but it is interesting about uh, that they're that they're pushing that. I would guess, and that's why I want to go back into it. I would guess it's because their compound breaks down, or else you really wouldn't be able to use a compound and then reuse another pad and then reuse another product, right? Like that that abrasive has to break itself down. So, Rob, let's talk through what does a diminishing abrasive even mean? You know, and we we think about and we just talked about the abrasion that you guys pull out the mineral that you pull out of the ground, and then that goes into a product that we're going to put on a paint, and we're going to run over with a pad and circle motion, right? How wh what does it mean that it that it diminishes that it that it starts to break itself? What does that mean? Well, you hit it right on the head when you did this. So let's just say that this is a and this is how I explain it for people that. Uh, when I first started, I, I didn't quite understand it either. So just just picture a, and it's not a piece of sand, but just picture a piece of sand uh, in the polish or in the compound. And as the, the movement of the machine and, and a DA or a rotary, they, they react differently. So abrasives, so perfect finish in, in EX0406 has different abrasives in it because the EX is designed to be used with a DA, perfect finish is designed to be used with a rotary. So there are different abrasives that react differently to the movements of the machine and the pads for that matter. So, and I'll show you the, um, the label of, and, and under a microscope, that's what the abrasive looks like, is what's on the, on the label of, of Ultimate Cut. That's the new product, Ultimate Cut. So under the microscope, that's what the abrasive looks like. So thousands of different rough edges. And as that's going over in the machine and the heat that's being caused breaks that down into, literally breaks it down into a polish. So, um, and I'll explain this to you a little bit here. So Germany has always had a scale of one to six, six being the most aggressive, one being the least aggressive. So Cutmax, uh, somebody on here said that they use Cutmax. So Cutmax, 
is the 6-4. So it's the most aggressive compound that we had up until ultimate cut. So it's a 6-4. So it cuts at a 6, and after the, the diminishing abrasive cuts down, it polishes out on a four on a level of 4. So it cuts on the front. And people always ask me, you know, how many times do I need to do it before it starts to turn into a polish? And I say it depends on the paint, but usually three passes uh, and that cutting has what? really cut. Good new one. That, that, that uh, diminishing abrasive has really cut down and it is now a polish. So if you're doing six passes, the first three is when you're really cutting uh, and the last three, you're really getting, getting the gloss out of that, out of that paint. So I don't know if it's your question or not, but. Yeah, no, that I, I do appreciate it. And that, I think that's the, I guess the education of it is the diminishing part of it is that you can start cutting to get the scratches out, but then help with the marring, right? Because a lot of us will use a, a rough pad and a rough product and we can get the scratches but then our polishing takes a lot longer because we got a hell of a lot of marring we got to get out, right? That, that, uh, that kind of that frostiness from a, a heavy aggressive cut, right? Whereas if you had something that would begin to start breaking down, you would remove the scratches, plus that you get that frostiness away because we're already starting the polishing process. So not only is why I always like, people have asked, why don't we come out with a compound? Well, because I haven't found one better, right? That's, that's what I always say, because for those reasons, right? Like I'm not got dust all over the place. I like the water base because I don't have this crazy scent coming, right? Like we talked about. And then I can start cutting and get into my polishing faster. And so I'm saving myself time through the whole process, right? Like that's why I really fell in love with everything is the time saving. So when, when you go, when, when you guys got the ultimate cut, this is one of my questions that I've had because there are people that have said with cut max, cause I went so hard with cut max. They go, well, it doesn't get all the scratches, right? So yep. how far does cut max go? And then how far does ultimate cut go? And is that ultimately why you guys needed another one? Because, you know, yeah, well, to be honest with you, we ultimate cut, we were uh, kind of going after some of the gel coat business uh, that Cutmax wasn't really uh, aggressive enough. So Cutmax will do 1200. It'll remove 1200 sanding marks. Ultimate cut, even though we don't put it on the label, uh, it will remove 800 sanding marks. Um, people always call BS on that. And, and uh, I say, you got to work at it, but it will do it. So perfect combination uh, in, in Ultimate Cut, the hybrid wool pad of any brand. Uh, it truly is amazing um, how it finishes out. We have customers uh, that call all the time that say, I had a light colored car that was pretty tore up. I used Ultimate Cut, the hybrid wool pad, Am I missing something? But it looks like it's it looks like it's okay for me to say, customer, here's your car. And I said, you're not seeing anything. There's no fillers that you're gonna, you know, when he goes home and washes his car. If what you see when you wipe that car, there's no fillers in there. So what you see is what you get. 
Um, I always tell them, I said, if it's good for you, it should be good for the customer. So truly ultimate cut with a hybrid wool pad. And I know it sounds crazy, but the way it finishes out is, is amazing. Even, a, even compared to cut max and we still sell cut max probably four or five to one, but anytime people say that they have tried ultimate cut, I don't know that I've ever had a, somebody call and say, yeah, this stuff doesn't do it. Hmm. So, well, it's a wonderful product. It's amazing how it cuts and it's amazing how it finishes out. Every time I use it, I, and I'm not trying to promote this. It's just every time I use it, I'm, I'm more and more fascinated by how it works. Yeah, it, it's to the point to where I have a couple body shops that we have switched over to. That's their one and done. Yeah. I mean, essentially, in the aid hunter, we tested it. It does it. And it we didn't it. use a wool pad. We did the red pad. Now, we beat the, we beat the snot out of it, but we did it. <laughs> you got to work at it, but we'll take out 800 sanding marks. Please. Yeah, we did a 3401. We did a rotary. We beat it up. Yeah. But Lean it on. takes it out. Yeah. yeah and it tore it up. Finishes out amazing. To the point to where once we did that, now we're putting in five liter bottles with the dispensers and this is what they're on. And it's amazing when it comes to that. And that's the thing is I would love to be a part of the, the thing for what we're going to be doing with polishing because I found out how advanced Sonax truly is when you come into all the polishes and how you can move them and work them and make them do certain things. When it comes to a DA, a direct drive, a rotary, all that stuff, how really want how how the products have been moved around to work for anything you have. Yeah, yeah it, it truly it. is. There's there is a polish or a compound for nearly every paint that's out there. Mm -hmm. all right. so, yeah. Oh, let's go around. Yeah, I was gonna say let's go around and let's finish up with some questions. You know, if anybody has questions specifically for Rob and Sonax about the compound. So Brandon from Shawshank. Um, I had a question for you, Marty. Are you, are you going to be providing that compound on the detail supply app? Yeah, so that's interesting. Because uh, <laughs> um, that I sounds was amazing. Say that. I, 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 ha I have yet to get away from Cutmax. Like, okay. I, I would have people say that they didn't get everything out with Cutmax, and I would just go, oh, huh. <laughs> I mean, I there there was few, I I just haven't been able to replace Cutmax. So, uh, Rob, I I am not shameful to admit since I'm admitting it. Uh, at the last SEMA, you gave me a sample of Ultimate Cut. And I think I said you need to try it. I huh? definitely want to try it. Yeah, <laughs> it's some yep. it's some good stuff. And and the other day. As I was closing out my cabinet that's in the uh, the wash bay as we're moving, I went, oh. There it is. There it is. <laughs> but I just haven't need, like, I can do everything with Cutmax. I haven't needed to go deeper. So that's, you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm just as impressed with how it finishes out as I am as how it cuts. So anybody that's on here, I don't know if they see the same thing, but um, and anybody that has not tried it, send me an email with your address and I'll send you a little tube of it to, to play with. It's beautiful. Right. That was Rob at SonaxUSA.com. That is correct. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, any other questions for Rob? 
Chase, I got you taking notes and stuff. I bet you got some questions. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty new into, into, you know, compounding and polishing and stuff. And, uh, I've, uh, kind of got on the Rupes train using the Rupes system, the new, their new DA system and stuff. And I was just kind of curious on, since I have a Rupes, they recommend using the Rupes pads and I've tried other pads and I've just kind of always got this like wonky, uh, feel from, uh, from my polisher and it just kind of vibrates a lot more. And so I really like using those pads. Is there a, like a specific, Rupes pad you would recommend as far as using the the cut max or the ultimate cut um because i'd love to try it out it sounds i mean having it yeah. compound and then having those abrasives you know kind of break down and start polishing sounds great to me <laughs> one thing i should know this but do they have a, a hybrid wool pad similar to that uh, I mean, they have they have wool pads. Uh, they've got the the yellow and the blue ones, which the blue is going to be more of a cut. The uh, I'd say the yellow, their yellow pad would probably be more of the hybrid, um, kind of in between like a polish and a cut. Yeah, depending on uh, the paint condition that you need, obviously uh, the more yeah the more you need to cut. I mean, you know, it's not. I'm not going to lie. All of our uh, all of our products are tested and, and, you know, we recommend the Sonax because that's the products that were tested and that's, that will, that's what works best uh, from an old yeah. standpoint. Um, but anything in a, in a compound, anything that would, uh, you know, either a heavy, a heavy foam, a heavy cut foam. Uh, but I, I truly would, uh -huh. would kind of steer you towards the, the hybrid wool pad, the wool. whatever, whatever use okay. sonex has one but any of yeah. those okay hybrid wool pads it's truly amazing to me how it how it cuts and how it finishes out Cody. perfect yeah well i'll definitely uh, try some out then that's i mean it sounds sounds like you know sounds like a dream honestly so <laughs> love to love to check it out i said yeah. cody but i meant uh, chase chase what are you using for compounds now um, i'm using the rupes i'm using their i mean i'm kind of on their system and it's it's been working out great um you know i kind of depend on how bad the paint is and you know how bad the swirls are I'll, I'll start with the blue uh then i'll even polish out with the yellow uh most of the time their yellow da their, their newer system they kind of got going um i don't really mess with the white uh their white polish too much um and they've got this uh polish and um and uh, sealant kind of blend as well, um, but I've never really had to use it. Their their yellow pad tends to kind of do it for me, um, so that's kind of what I've been stuck on. And I've got, you know, I've got two Rupes machines, and and they just work really well as far as you know, just the the machine itself. And so, I mean, I've only done probably fifteen cars total um, since I've started. So, but uh, I tend now I'm, uh, I'm getting boats and stuff too. So, uh, you know, having that compound and polish kind of together sounds, sounds like well, it saved me a shit ton of time. Well, so, I think having that ultimate cut, um, yeah. I think yeah, that like ultimate cut yeah. would be good for boats. It kind of starts the Marty, Marty, can I say something? Sure. 
you know, I've, I've dealt with a lot of Rupes guys and with Rupes themselves. And it's a phenomenal a company. They do a great thing. But if um, you want my honest opinion on how to how you would pair that together, essentially, mm-hmm. they're like um, with Sonax or yellow and red pad. If you mm-hmm. use that paired up with what Sonax says to pair it up with, it's essentially yeah. two pads that will do the same thing. And if you want that really nice cut, go with that, you know, the, the go with their, their wool pad. Their wool pad is a purple wool pad that is set up that it, it's the, um, what would you call that, Ron? And, uh, it's a it's a hybrid wool pad. Um, Lake yeah, it's Country a hybrid, made, yeah, it's a shorter. Yeah. Like yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, a, cool. A, a yeah, so you okay. can essentially go with that and have everything you need, but it but if you pair everything up with what they say, it, the pads are toe to toe. You hold them up, and they're about the same thickness and everything, and that kind of gives you that level of not having that resistance when you're trying to buff mm-hmm. a car. Okay, but I I I can very easily go in and show somebody both and not have any got the red on there okay yeah cool. so we just recently started going to color coding so anything that's predominantly red in there we would say use our, our red cutting pad uh, and that comes in either yeah. a DS or a rotary version um okay obviously this is for next week but that's predominantly green that would go with a green, green pad Cool. I know we're not talking about perfect finish, but the thing about it is, is I personally believe that just sticking with, um, like minimizing what you want to go with, we'll get into it later, but their, their pads are made so well that you don't have to have all the pads. Okay. A couple pads will do everything for you. Awesome. Two, two pads is really all you need. Yeah. Right, and it, and it will do the same job. Let's yep. hop over to Cody. Cody, any last questions? Hey, Marty, yeah, real quick. Jason, you said that. Uh, yeah. You said that it bounces around. Is that? Did you mean when you use a different pad? Yeah, um, okay. I've I've gotten some of the 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 Borat or the. I've I've honestly only used them twice because I used it for about fifteen minutes and was like, wow, my forearm is killing me um i just got like a huge pump in my forearm from using it um and i've just going so i kind of just immediately jumped right back i'm gonna stand outside while you go inside so um and it was just so so much smoother and they got those new their contour pads or whatever um and they just they you know they work good for me but i really haven't ventured out enough to really say too much about it and uh i've definitely willing to check out those you know your guys's pads as well i mean uh, i would imagine they're they're a lot more i mean the pads i were getting were like i mean they were like 10 bucks a pop and the the other pads the the rubes pads i pay like 11 or 12 for um so i mean as far as price point goes they weren't wasn't too much of a difference but enough to i mean i just they were a lot bulkier um and it seems like yours are a little more or on the lower profile, not like super bulky, and that would probably work well on the Rupes polishers. So, yeah, that's I mean, that's that's honestly about what I'm getting out of a Rupes as far as you know the thickness goes. And that's 
And I know they're, uh, you know, they make, they make their own pads, compounds and machines. And so they kind of dial them into their pads. Um, so it just seems like that the Sonax would be a pretty comparable pad as far as thickness and weight goes, which is kind of what I'm looking for, right? Obviously. So. Sorry. Cody. Yeah. Real quick uh, for Rob. So I'm recently starting to branch into boats and um, not really any good answer that I can find online, whether automotive polishes or compounds can be used on boats and gel coat. Um, and I guess from Sonax, what, what is a good, I guess, a go-to compound? Okay, Ultimate Cut. Ultimate Cut, that is what, that was originally made for uh, RV's boats. That was, that was the, um, that was the story I told earlier about a product that it took us three years to develop that. Um, we had something that was um, truly mind-blowing, but it was, it was the price point was we probably would have sold four bottles a year. So, okay. uh, and would you? <laughs> but ultimately, that is um, with a twisted wool pad, the hybrid wool pad, uh, any kind of wool pad on gel coat works amazing. Okay, fantastic. I will have to try that out. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. But overall, uh, to to answer the question, Cody, I I'm not a I don't have any expertise to be able to answer it other than using whatever product on boats, I haven't found a difference, right? Like I've always been curious as a detailer, why companies come out with a specific boat compound or polish. And I'm sure they have their reasons and they say the reasons, but I've never in the 20 years, I've never been able to find a, a car compound that didn't work on a boat. You know, I yeah. just, I've always just used the same. Okay. <clears throat> Good. Well, I'm Thanks for answering that, guys. I've been so confused lately. Yeah, yeah. And, and rightfully so. It is confusing, um, yeah. you know, but I just, I've always been fine with using, and especially if you get into water-based, water-based is so user-friendly, you can use it on all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And to be wow. honest, um, most marine-type products are, are so heavy in solvent that the solvent actually softens that gel coat so you can cut it. Uh, but that creates, you know, the polishing piece of that creates a whole nother issue. So um, Ultima Cut, again, is water-based and, and uh, the abrasive component in that is, is so unique uh, that you don't have that problem. All right, Ben from Green Clean's done a lot of boats. Um, so Ben, what about you? What do, what do you find? Uh, is there a difference? Did, did somebody need a, a specific marine compound or does a automotive compound like uh, what Sonax has is that does just fine for you. Uh, you're on mute. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I adulted. Um, I haven't used ultimate cut yet. Uh, I had used cut max and it did a good job of cleaning up after uh, uh, 3M is whatever they're their super duty compound is. That's what I used to use on boats as like a first cut and then I would clean it up from there. Okay. But, uh, but as far as you, okay. So you've used automotive on boats is sort of the question. You, oh, you don't yeah. use a specific boat compound. Mm, no, I've never had the need. Uh, super duty always just cut down whatever, whatever was there. 
All right. Well, you, you're going to send an email to, to Rob and he's going to send you some ultimate cut. So <laughs> fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brandon from Tim's. Any questions? I will say a uh, cut max on a uh, roadie with a, a wool pad on a boat works really good. That's, that's usually my go-to on a boat. Yeah, I'm not trying fine. to cut Max, but if you like that, you'll love Ultimate Cut. Well, if Marty will sell it, I'll give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> Twist my arm, huh? Twist Rob, my arm. I'm curious what polisher you guys use when you're doing all the testing. That's a uh, great question. It is a great question. And to be honest with you, Germany, when we go over there, they have every make and model. Um, they kind of gear towards Flex and Rupes. Um, now, what do you use when you're polishing? I use the 3401. I like it. The Flex 3401, that is my absolute favorite tool. That's uh, the only one that I grab. All right. So, I'm, Aaron, I'm really glad you asked that question because I've, I've wondered, you know, just from the side curiosity, you know, what is the Sonax and Flex relationship? Because we talked about expos earlier and most every expo you find, you guys are right next to each other. So, you know what, it, it seems like you guys work really hand in hand to well, you know, beyond the other companies, you know, like, so is it because of the German relationship or is, you know, what is it? Partly, um, to be honest with you, when I first started here, I, I, literally knew very little about anything and everybody. And, and uh, I took up a liking to Bob Eichelberg and Chris Metcalf, um, found out our two companies were about an hour apart from each other. And uh, we helped them, they helped us. And, and uh, to be honest with you, Bob has moved on from Flex, but I talked to him at least once a week, maybe, maybe twice a week. Sometimes he calls me more than I, more than I care for him to call me, but um, great people, um, in my opinion, the best tool on the market, and they have always stood behind, um, you know, anything that has ever gone wrong, they've taken care of it. Um, but yeah, we'll, you know, we, we usually always try to, to pair our, because they work so well together. You know, if somebody has a question about they're playing with one of their tools or they're or we're working with our polishes, it's like, there it is right over there, go over and, you know, go over and play with take this over there, play with it over there. And if they, you know, the same thing, they, they go right over there. Uh, so it has nothing to do with anything other than uh, we, we struck up a, a good friendship and um, we like their tools. Our companies like one another, um, but it has nothing to do. People always think that we're kind of one company, but we have no affiliation whatsoever. All right, cool. Uh, John from Ride and Shine, any questions? No, I, I, I can't wait to, the, to, to see the Ultimate because I really, really want to try that because I love all the other brands that were actually, uh, the Sonex just, the Cut Max is my favorite all time for whether it's boat, RV, or cars. Uh, it's just my favorite. Thank you. Cool. All right, Paul, uh, any questions? Oh, no. I mean, I've had uh, ample time to mess with the uh, Cut Max. I've had ample time to mess with, mess with the Ultimate Cut. And the Ultimate Cut is wonderful. Best thing you, you'll ever deal with. 
And I, I agree with you, Marty. I have never, ever in my entire life found anything that a automotive product wouldn't do that wouldn't go on a gel coat or a boat. I agree. Yeah. Just a little bit, a little bit of dabbling, you'll figure it out. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Guys, thanks for your time. Appreciate everybody that uh, hopped on. Glad to see everybody. Brandon from Shawshank, thank you. Chase, good to see you again. Cody, man, thanks for hopping on. Uh, Rick, man, thank you. Did you have a question, Rick? Because I, I, maybe I missed you. Did you have any questions? Uh, you're on mute. Oh, no. You're going to mute, unmute? No, you're good? All right. Well, Eric? <laughs> no, we're up. Hey, sorry, I unmuted. Late. We're all good, brother. All right. Any, no questions? No, no, no. It was, uh, it was nice to uh, be involved tonight and listen to everybody uh, talk about the different compounds and polishes and abrasives. And uh, so, no, no questions as of right now. Great, man. Well, thanks for hopping on. It's good to see you. Aaron, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. As always, Ben. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Good to Mark, see you, John. You, uh, and, thank, uh, you for the, thank you for the invitation. I certainly appreciate everybody's uh, time tonight. I know everybody's probably put in a full day of work, so certainly appreciate the time tonight. Yeah, hey, I was going to... Thank you for your time. Rob, I was going to end with you and let you give uh, any closing thoughts to uh, any closing thoughts to your compounds. Truly, it's find one you like and uh, it, stick with it. And, uh, you know, I'll re reiterate again, anybody that's not tried Ultima Cut, and I'm not trying to push you away from Cut Max, but if you haven't tried Ultima Cut, shoot me an email, Rob at Sonax USA. I'll, I'll send you out a little tube and uh, I'll let you let you see for yourself. But uh, certainly appreciate the time and, and, and opportunity to talk about Sonax and our story. Cool. Well, next week we'll dive more into what everybody loves, that perfect finish. And uh, you already teased them about where it was designed and why it was designed. And I think there'll be some other curiosities of why EX was designed the way it is and what you guys have in your polishes. So I'm looking forward to that talk. We will do it next week. So thank you guys at all for hopping on and uh, enjoy your week and uh, grab yourself a pint and enjoy. Thanks, Thank you guys. so much. Thank you. Thank right. you. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Take Have a good care, one, guys. Thanks again. All right. Episode is over. Go leave a review. Share the value. Be a part of community. Ooh.